comes ahead on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. the other way. Look who's running hard after defensively. Wayne Rooney, the net is empty. Big collision by the captain. That is unbelievable effort. Rooney putting one up. Bacosta. The Stateside Soccer Show with Logan and Jordan. Hello and welcome to the Stateside Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wiegand and with me today is a man who is wallowing in some self-pity. The Cubs are sucking. Orlando City is out of the playoff spots. Maybe a bright future for the Miami Dolphins. We'll see. Probably not. Uh, it's Logan Stump. Hey, at least I've got Erling Holland, uh, or Holland, as some people call him, um, <laughs> as most people call him. Um, at least I have that going for me. I feel very zen with him in my uh, cabinet. So he's not in my cabinet. He, he's playing, but <laughs> I don't actually keep players hostages yet. Um, but no, yeah, it's it's dude. It's hard being a sports fan right now. <laughs> Nothing is going well. So at least you're I having know. fun. I'm having a blast. Orioles in the wild card hunt. We have Union, besides this week, being really competitive. Uh, Yeah, it's uh, it's been good. Must be nice. Good summer so far. And your football team, I always feel, is decent. So they'll be competitive. Yeah. It's really not fair. Love and life. Yeah. I, bad, I got the Wizards bringing me down. That's really the only thing. Yeah. Me down. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, we will get started. We got uh, a pretty packed show. We also have um, a whole bunch of uh, goals to go through as well. If anybody ever watches the MLS like full goal videos usually mm. they're like 20 30 minutes this one was 58 minutes <laughs> because of how many goals brutal. were scored so we'll talk about that of course but we'll start off with some americans abroad i feel like we'll start with this because usually once we get into the mls stuff we we don't ever go back to this so mm-hmm. i figured let's get it out of the way early jesse marsh gets his first win of the season for Leeds. tyler adams and brendan aronson start Brandon Aronson scores a goal, but it's changed to an own goal incorrectly. Um, he th- he said he felt it go off his shin. There's screenshots that show it goes off his shin, but whatever. And he was also voted like the fans player of the match. Mm-hmm. So immediately making an impact, Brandon Aronson. Uh, and I think Tyler Adams was second most ground covered this opening weekend. So uh, pretty, pretty good results for the U.S., 
players um, right off the bat here. And uh, Brendan Aronson, and, and, you know, what, what was I going to say? The way, what word am I missing here? I was going to say endearing himself to the yeah. fans of Leeds already with his work rate and always going to goals. So really great to see them both uh, play pretty well. And uh, for some reason, a lot of U.S fans now are on the hate train of Tyler Adams for whatever reason. So <laughs> they're not going to be when he's in the world cup. Cause he's probably one of our most crucial players. Uh, I, I, I can't stand people that don't understand his importance to the team because just as important Weston McKinney is, or Christian Pulisic, uh, Tyler Adams without him. Uh, I just don't think we can compete as well with some of these big teams. He does so much. Like you said, Jordan, it feels like every ball he's on top of, like when he's playing that holding like defensive mid, it's like I can do everything back here on my own. I really need no help at all. Whereas like I feel like if Kellen Acosta is in that position, like y- you see a big drop off because um, I think Tyler ends up being one of our best players over the next eight years or so. I think, too, it's just that it's not pretty. Like his game yeah. style is not pretty. He's going to go in there. He's going to like try to get the ball moving mm-hmm. quickly. He's going to not like – you know, he's going to be a little like clearing it out sometimes, you know, he, he's not always just going to be he like the water. style people want, you know, yeah. he's, he's he, high work rate. Um, you know, it doesn't take a lot of touches on the ball. I feel like that kind of stuff. Brendan Aronson at 21 years old did not look like a 21 year old. First half, he had a little bit of rocky start, but man, in that second really? half, I he thought looked... he was pretty good in the first half too. Yeah. I mean, uh, what I like about him is that even their goal, uh, the equal, yeah. his work rate, like, helped create that, you know? Mm-hmm. Other people, as soon as they turn the ball over, might, like, let up. Somebody else turned the ball over, and he goes and starts challenging for it and uh, won it back, and then somebody else uh, lost it again, and then they won it back again. And then, you know, so that doesn't happen without him. Um but yeah, I, I think a lot of people kept saying he's too, like he's not strong enough for the EPL. He's going to get bumped off the ball. I didn't really see that in this. I felt like he looked he looked pretty good coming right into this. And you know, the Leeds fans, from what I read on their message boards, they love people that are going to continually just put the work in, and that's what he did. You know, he was constantly pressuring. Um, he has like just a engine on him where he can play a long, long time, play like 80 some minutes, you know, got a standing ovation as he left the pitch. Like that's, that's pretty awesome. You don't see it a lot with Americans. That's what's cool about it too. I think I saw, I saw Leeds fans say that Brendan Aronson is what Americans thought Pulisic was. That's a, yeah, that's accurate. I think. Because Christian, like Christian's a good leader and stuff, but I, I don't think I don't think anybody works harder on the pitch than Brendan Aronson does, and I think his brothers just like him too, from what I've gathered. So like, it it really is. I mean, it, it's, I mean, it, it's you got to love that for the U.S. men's national team because I feel like I mean with Timothy Weah, with Brendan Aronson, with Weston McKenney, Tyler Adams, uh, Walker Zimmerman, right, Matt Turner, Serginho. Like it, I feel like they just. They've got a bunch of guys that just work their butts off. Like we don't have the like lollipop where it's just like oh, I don't want to do this. Like 
honestly, we don't have like a Paul Pogba. Like I don't ever see anybody become because even people would be like, oh well, Weston's a like Weston's caused problems. I was like, yeah, but I was off the pitch after that was solved. He's been probably our best player. So I don't know. It, it's it's a lot of fun to watch. Now it, again, Jordan, like we always talk about, what do you do with that number nine spot? Can Timothy Wea possibly, you know, fill into that kind of role? Or are they going to look elsewhere and kind of hope to fill that with a typical striker? I don't know. It's tough. I feel like he's got to be – if he continues this, he's got to be a starter. Yeah. Because oh, if, yeah. People, if yeah. people are saying, like, Pulisic's an automatic starter when he can't no. even get on the field for Chelsea, if Aronson is playing all the time for Leeds and he's looking this sharp, he's got to start. Mm-hmm. He's got to start. Timothy Weah is probably not going to play as much this season. Um that happens sometimes. Uh, and we got some bad news as well that Daryl DK got injured again. Yeah. Um, before today's uh, championship games. So I think he's pretty much on the outs. I, don't, I, yeah. I mean, he's constantly injured at this point, Daryl DK. Um, and you could have put him on the right. You could have put him in the center. But I think, you know, if we're looking for a number nine, I think PFOC is getting his name in there. He scored. Mm-hmm in the DFB Pokal and he scored uh he scored a really good goal on that one mm-hmm. and then he scored another really great header in uh, the Union Berlin game this this past weekend you know tough angle and he just directs that into like the the near you know like the near post uh beating the keeper it was a pretty good header um that's where I'm probably thinking that we're gonna have to go if he keeps scoring and and before you could say well he was in like the Swiss league he's in the Bundesliga now and <laughs> yeah. he's he's starting to score um Pepe wasn't scoring in the Bundesliga so I for me I think it's gonna probably be Pifak as the number nine yeah I, yeah I think we're finally getting our answers for some of these like I and I don't know if anybody saw Zach Steffen but he had a disastrous game I mean just like Terrible. Just, yeah, you can't. You can, there's no. There's nothing you can say for it. There's not even an excuse as to how how horrible that was, um, off the corner kick. So it, it just, I don't know. Like you look at that and you go, even with Matt Turner on the bench for Arsenal, I still feel way more confident in him, just as a shot stopper, as somebody that just doesn't panic. And I feel like the more that time's gone on, the more Zach is kind of just becoming less and less reliable. So. I don't know. He's had a lot of those instances at City. He has them all the time um, with the U.S. Men's National Team. He just gets caught out of position, and then he's not big enough to get caught out. Like you know how some keepers are like big enough to like they'll, they'll just kind of knock people around and like Fabianski for West Ham because he was playing City this week. Like he got hurt, but like he even when he was out of position, he was just so big and so like strong that he just knock you off the ball. I just feel like Stefan just. Stefan's tall, tall, but you're right. Yeah. He's not like he's not like strong. Like yeah, where he's going to come out and claim the ball. Right. Uh, when he does, he looks very apprehensive, and yeah. that leads to the goals. And that's what happened in this game for uh, uh, where's he at Middlesbrough? Yeah. He just came out not very convincingly and gave up the goal and he might be playing every week, but his stock is still dropping with mm-hmm. Turner not playing every week. That's how bad Stefan has looked. I don't know. I, I think Greg probably still put Stefan as the number one um, just from his history with them, but who knows? 
it was good to see Geo back. Geo's also back, so that's fun. Just he's the one I like. He's the next factor, in my opinion. If he can stay healthy, then we're a pretty dangerous team because we're just so deep with him. So, but yeah, no, it's good to see all the guys playing again. All of them except DK, you know, healthy. Um, so I don't know. It'll be interesting to kind of follow and see what exactly Greg decides to do with some of these spots. Yeah, uh, Poolside got around, like, I think 25 minutes or so. That's your Americans abroad, really. Um, La Liga hasn't started yet, so no, like, desk updates or anything like that. So, Yeah, they're playing like – they played a friendly against uh, – who was it? It was Pumas, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, what the heck? In Barcelona. I, yeah, they killed him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you see Lewandowski's goal? It was ridiculous. Like, he just dribbled around the keeper like, okay, I'm, I'm going to just take a if shot. If only they but... could register him for the league. Right. <laughs> It was like a celebrity game because they have all these players they can't play in La Liga, but they can play exhibition. Like, City has a friendly against them. It's like one of those weird mid-week exhibition games, and that might be the only games that they play for a month. That's wild to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's strange. Um, but Let's move on to the league, MLS. Some news here. All-star captain is going to be Chicharito. That game takes place on uh, August 10th at uh, – what time is it? I forgot to write that down. I'm looking. I'm looking. Uh, I'm 8.30 yeah. on ESPN. So there you go. 8.30 on ESPN. MLS All-Stars versus Liga Mekis All-Stars. Uh, when's the skills challenge? Do we know when that is? I would think tomorrow, right? That's what I would think. It doesn't say it on here. I'm trying to find news about the All-Star game. Skills challenge is going to be... Why does that not have a date? That's the... oh, August 9th. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. August 9th, 7 What channel is that on? ESPN still? Uh, Two. Okay. ESPN two, yeah. Uh, it's on right after the Excel National Championships. Oh, okay. Did you see that? Did yeah, I send yeah. you that? Yeah, you did. <laughs> I think it's because they're doing their ESPN the Ocho stuff right now, aren't they? They are. It was Pogo Stick the other day. Yeah. We were, so we they're were playing like all lunch. this fake, well, real stuff, but like, yeah. you know, for laughs because they're doing their tie-in with dodgeball. 20 years later still. Um, <laughs> At least Little League World Series. So. Yeah, the qualifiers are. I'm going to be up there. I'm going to be up there on the 20th and the 21st. Catching as many Little League games as I can. And if anyone else is listening, just, you know, we're, we're ready. We're ready to cover some skills challenge if you if you need anybody. Yeah. To yeah, I'll have to fly out. I can fly out there tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, right. It'll be fine. You know what, though? Next year, it's in Audi Field. I could probably try to get oh, Skills Challenge trip. tickets. Yeah. That, that would be cool. Or they can have you host it. So. That's true. I could be out on the field being like, mm-hmm. like, who's this kid? Everybody's like, who's this kid out here? <laughs> uh, so also, some news that we had was that uh, some transfers 
that happened over the deadline day right in under the wire was the Christian Benteke signing for DC United 31 years old in the 20 to 21 season. He had 10 goals for crystal palace. I think this is a great signing. Uh, he's not old. He still scores double digit goals. I mean, this is, we've seen what, what Chucho has been able to do here after scoring like five Premier League goals. <laughs> the fact that we're going to have like Benteke who has scored 10, Mm-hmm. And he's still young. He's not like a Higuain age or anything. That is, I think, pretty, pretty special. And I did not see this coming at all. No, I I was shocked when they started reporting it. I'm like, because he's a really valuable piece on a Premier League team. Like he's an easily a, a really good number two striker. Um, and like you said, 31's not old in this league. I mean, it, it kind of reminds me of like you could say he kind of slots into that age frame of like a Carlos Vela. Um, he was younger than Zlatan when Zlatan was here. Um, and every time I've ever seen Christian play, Jordan, I think I, I've always been really impressed with him. I think he's a great striker. Like, I, I think he finishes when he needs to. Um, he puts his head down and just plays. I've always really enjoyed him. And I used to sign him on FIFA when he was younger because um, I like the name. But I think it's fantastic. Like, I don't, I don't see – I just can't believe Rooney pulled this off. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I think we got to give credit to the uh, to the GM and stuff, nah, but Wayne Rooney. But I think Wayne Rooney is what gets them the conversation. It's what gets them the foot in the door. I think, right? Um, because he's DC doesn't have any big draw. Like, what you're gonna live? You're gonna play where the president lives? Dude, they got Great. the White House, right? I mean, but the, come oh. on, like, <laughs> gosh, man, nobody's like they've got the Pentagon. Then the Smithsonian, like, come on. Yeah, well, the Smithsonian's fun. Yeah, he but I mean, good, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't think Benteke on his off days is going to be like, let me check out the White House. Bomb. Like, maybe <laughs> once, but I don't think it's like, it's not like a place where all the European stars want to go. So yeah, the fact true. that Wayne Rooney is able to be like, hey, you know, come here, um, that's probably part of it is playing for Wayne Rooney. And, uh, Maybe I don't know. I don't know what kind of conversation gets him to come over. I was I was kind of surprised because this was right before the Palace started their started their mm-hmm. season. So I was actually yeah. really shocked that this happened. Um, I didn't know if there was any hints that he was leaving Palace before this or, or not, but it kind of felt like it came out of nowhere because nobody broke it the day of either. It was the day after that Bogert said like, "Hey, this got in before six o'clock on deadline day," and. You know, there it is on Thursday or Friday, I think it was. Yeah. I think rumors were that Ted Lasso was filming that day and they couldn't get access to the fax machine over at yeah. Crystal Palace. But yeah, no. I mean, like you said, going from London to DC, I mean, London is a huge draw for a lot of those players. That's why a lot of players play in London. Um, but I mean, kudos to them. I mean, this is huge. And we'll talk more about big signings because there's more coming, obviously, that we haven't talked about yet. But, I mean, a lot of people are saying that the paradigm has shifted. Like, it, you've got people – like, Jordan, would you did you ever expect this year or even, like, this early that MLS would be negotiating with Premier League teams and La Liga teams like they are? No. I mean, the fact that we have in this one window – Chiellini, Gareth Bale, and Benteke coming over. Wayne Rooney returning to MLS as a coach. Pooj. And getting, <laughs> yeah, Pooj, right? Uh, 
from Barcelona to LA Galaxy at his age. Now, that one's not as surprising, honestly, because Barcelona has to offload people because they're in such a financial mess that, right. like, you know, but still, they could have sold him somewhere else. So I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's a free transfer because they actually ended up having to buy out his contract and he was a free agent or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it, I don't know. Like, th- this window, I feel like we talked about it before this that in the coming years we'll, we would see more of this stuff, but I felt like this window – had a lot of big moves for a lot of teams and not just the big teams. Yes. I mentioned LAFC and LA galaxy, but the fact that DC United has been tech a, you know, some of these other names that we're going to be reading from here as well. Um, You know, Minnesota made some big signings for DPs. Charlotte uh, signed a defender from, you know, league two. Um, but of course, the big, the big, big signings this window were the Toronto signings, yeah. the LA Galaxy signing, the LAFC signings, which LAFC adding their DP striker they now have is uh, Dennis uh, Boanga mm-hmm. from uh, St. Etienne, which was in Liga Un last year, but they got relegated. He had nine goals and six assists last year. He's only 27 years old. I mean, I don't know. We're, we're becoming a destination for some young players and even like close to 30 players that are either making the move for the money and like being able to try out here. And some of the young players that are going to come here and play for a few years and try to get another move that says, I can still play here. Like I can still play. Right. Um, I've been riding the bench or I've been in the youth squad and I feel like I need to go somewhere and prove I can play. Some of them are coming over here now instead of like other small European teams. And that helps the exposure of the league worldwide. Um, You know, we have this Apple deal that's going to be for worldwide people to tune in. Uh, you're going to need people to tune in. And if Bale stays past this year, which it sounds like he will, uh, they had an interview with him on one of the big channels. Oh, it was, it was during the league's cup showcase. And he said like, this is a great test, uh, you know, for, cause we want to play in the champions league. And this is how we would be playing next year in the champions league. We'd be playing, be playing these big teams. So he's already talking about next year in the Champions League. So that sounds like Bale's bought in to stick around for next year. I don't know. Like that that sounded pretty crazy to me. Um to get that confirmation that it's on his mind this early and that he understands how our tournaments work, <laughs> where he knows about the Champions League and he knows how mm-hmm. it works. Like that's pretty cool to know uh that he understands <laughs> how this works. Um but I never thought it'd be this early. I don't know. I thought maybe this these type of moves come in 2026 after we host the World Cup. It seems like we're kind of ahead of schedule for some of these. Tides are changing. There's rumors, too, that we might be adding DP spots next year to five. Yeah. I saw rumors of that. Could you imagine, like, some of these big clubs that get a hold of five DP spots? I mean, you're going to see a lot of my, and I think a lot of it too helps because the World Cups this year. So, like, it, there's a lot of attention, and there's going to be even more attention in the next coming years as the World Cup shifts over here to North America and then Central. So, it's like, man, this is going to be a lot of fun to kind of watch it 
steadily grow. And like you said, I mean, we're getting Lorenzo Insigne, you know, on his, you know, right, I guess, in his prime, coming out of his prime, sort of. Um, I mean, I, I think he's still young, in his prime but, still. Yeah. yeah. So Gareth Bale, like you said, seemed to be interested in sticking around for quite some time. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's all pointing in the right direction. And then once this happens, the dominoes just start to fall because they're like, huh, that's interesting. The United States is starting to get a lot of growth over there. And they know there's more growth opportunity here once this league gets going than there is maybe elsewhere, which is crazy because how long Premier League's been around. So. Yeah, some of those uh, sh- signings that I was talking about as well is one for FC Cincinnati, U.S. men's national team defender Matt Miazga coming mm-hmm. from Chelsea. Uh, after being on the loan multiple times throughout his six years there or whatever it was, I think that's a pretty big move. That's one of those moves that's like, I can still play. Like, get me right. in the spotlight here. And, uh, you know, maybe he's still young enough. He's 27. <laughs> He could make another move in his future, but uh, if not, he can be a pretty solid acquisition for Cincinnati, who really need help on defense. Uh, maybe not this week, but they really need to help with defense this season. <laughs> and they, you know, adding somebody like Matt Miazga, who has, you know, good experience over in Europe and a national team defender, and, uh, that bolsters their defense pretty well. We talked with Dave Denholm about Tajuri Shradi, who was injured. Well, LAFC trade him to the Revolution. I think that's a great pickup for the Revolution. They move on from Josie Altador, who moved on to um, – where'd he go? Like uh, Argentina, I think? Yeah, I think somewhere down south. Um, so, yeah, Josie left, and they bring in Tajuri Shradi, and I think that's a good move because Josie, I think, is just not at the level right now. I don't even know how many times he's played this year. Um, he went to Puebla in uh, in Liga Mekis. That's where he went. He played 17 games this year. That doesn't sound right, but he did. <laughs> One goal. <laughs> All right. right. So, Tashuri Shradi, yes, he had some injury history, but I, I think he, you know, you're trading in for a younger player there. And LAFC trade in because now they bring in their designated forward, Dennis Boyunga, uh, and probably no room for Tashuri Shradi there. So I don't know. I, I, I kind of like that that worked out for everyone, I think. LAFC is just grabbing goals, man. They're just grabbing more goals here. They have to win supporters. Yeah. And they have to win MLS Cup because if not, this they're in some trouble. Uh, you know, they are now six points up on supporter shield standings. They've won five in a row. Like, they're hitting their stride now. All right. Let's. Uh, any other of these signings stick out? I wrote them all down, but I don't know if we really need to talk about all of them. Sebastian Legit goes from the Revs to Dallas. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Minnesota United acquired Jonathan Gonzalez from Monterey on loan. RSL got Musovsky, um, which. Yes. From I mean, he's, he's been. I mean, he's been a pretty decent backup striker for LAFC. So to, so to kind of step into what should be a starting role for him, because uh, RSL really are missing a front guy that's going to score goals for him. I mean, maybe this is Danny's like chance to get in and, and actually make a difference, because I, he's just kind of been stuck. Um, and I do think he's decent. I, I mean, I don't think he's great. He didn't blow the world up. But, I mean, I think RSL's in need of some goals, and Jordan, they can't afford to fall anymore because if they do – 
maybe look at it on the outside in um, after having such a good start and then you ruined them because you visited them and then stole all their scarves or something yeah. they're old yeah. now <laughs> but yeah yeah we also had uh we also had charlotte fc are signing nuno santos from benfica rsl signed brian aviedo from costa rica um richie larea goes to toronto fc from Nottingham forest so again just some big signings that coming on through and we had some big trades we talked about the trades a bit clement uh diop from miami goes to the revs so revs kind of rebuilt themselves a bit here we'll see if it helps them at all going in there but i think we're ready to talk games are you ready to talk some games yeah let's do it so tuesday the rapids uh faced the red bulls and it was at red bull arena the rapids win this one five to four (laughs) Hmm. it was a two nothing lead for the red bulls in the first nine minutes of the game with yearwood and long scoring in the first nine minutes then uh Rubio scored in the 21st minute to make it 2-1. Lewis Morgan puts a penalty away to make it 3-1 Red Bulls. Uh, Before the end of the first half, Keegan Rosenberry scores to make it 3-2. Jeez, it whiz. Then you have it all kind of fall apart here. 77th minute, Warner (laughs) scores. Barrio scores in the 80th. uh, Torre scores in the 89th minute to make it 5-2. Three and then Barlow scores a penalty in the 90 plus seven to keep it a little interesting there, but it finishes five to four. The possession ends up 51.2 to Colorado, 48.8 towards the Red Bulls. 17 shots for the Red Bulls, the 13 for the Rapids. Rapids had eight on goal though to Red Bulls six. Nice little midweek action there. Also on Tuesday was Seattle versus Dallas. Nico Ladero scored in the 39th minute on a penalty kick at Lumen Field to get Seattle a victory. Then on the Wednesday, we had Charlotte FC beat DC United 3-0. Those goals come from Burnbaum as an own goal, Swiderski in the 64th minute, and McNeil in the 67th minute. Montreal uh, beat the crew 2-1. Zellerion scores... 14 minutes in, and then Montreal Montreal comes in the 88th minute to equalize it, Kamara, and Waterman in the 90-plus-4 to give Montreal the win. We also had Portland versus Nashville. That finished 1-1. Teal Bunbury in the 20th minute, Moreno in the 27th. Miami beat San Jose 1-0, 12 minutes in. That goes to... Uh, Jean Mata Oliveira de Souza. Then we had the League's Cup showcase. LA Galaxy beat Chivas, uh, former rivals, right? Chivas USA. Uh, but this was Chivas Guadalajara. Uh, Jovalich in the 28th minute and Perez in the 62nd. That was at SoFi Stadium. Club America top LAFC in a nil-nil match in penalty kicks, six to five. Here's your midweek action. Uh, League's Cup showcase was fun, but 
Galaxy win that one and then lose their most important game, which is on the weekend. <laughs> uh, Vancouver. Were they playing um, Barcelona? That's the most important game in the world. That you oh, yeah, no, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're inner Miami, that's the biggest game ever. <laughs> Fafa Pico scored on Friday, six minutes in to give Houston a victory. Uh, I was going to say, give Houston a victory, give Houston the lead. But in the 88th minute, Becker scores for Vancouver. Cavallini scores 90 plus two for late victory from uh, Vancouver at BC Place. I was watching the tail end of that game. Friday night. I forget where I went on Friday. I feel like I was out somewhere and then came home in the middle of that game, but I don't think I left the house, so I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get to that age. I don't know. I don't know what I did on Friday. <laughs> uh, Saturday, we had Atlanta beat Seattle 2 1. Uh, Cisnero scored 23 minutes in for Atlanta. Christian Rodon equalized in the 68th minute, but it's the Gutman goal in the 90 plus four that gives them the victory. It was a rocket, probably goal of the week. And I would also say, I think from what I heard on the broadcast, this is the first time Atlanta has ever beaten Seattle. Mm. I can verify that, but what was your thoughts on Atlanta United getting one over here on Seattle? Uh, much needed. Um, Joseph had a baby boy. No, he's having a baby boy. I should mention that. But yes. I, I think it, it it's huge for Atlanta because they've just been in disarray. I mean, it, we've talked about how disappointing this team has been, um, whether that's you know lack of having fit players all the time, lack of just ownership being aware of what's going on in the situation that they're having um, with Atlanta. Um, but again, I, I mean, it's a good win. Um, do I think it really changes anything? No. Um, I just think this team is in a world of hurt. This organization's in a world of hurt. And like you and I have talked about, I think it's a, it's a couple years off that they even have a, a chance to compete again, I think. I mean, I just feel like this team is far away from being competitive, and I don't think anything's going to change unless the front office kind of has a change of heart. Um, and Boca Negra is not, you know, this, this, he's not a guy. I did see something um, written about the fact that he just seems so, like, unaware of the, the decisions that he's making based on, you know, the performances that they've put out. Like, he just seems so um, clueless, I guess, on how to build a team now. And they've tried to build this thing so much around Joseph and structure the team so much around Joseph that they've they've lost complete focus on how to build outside of that. And when Joseph isn't Joseph, that's why this team just kind of implodes. Um, which, I mean, I, I feel like that's accurate. Like, I feel like we sit here and we talk about it all the time, but this team is built – for him to be successful and he's just not that player anymore so it's going to be tough atlanta's got to cut ties i think and and not really ever having a full joseph martinez i mean what he's had what one good season now because he's always hurt and he's never really relevant because he's always hurt so we talk about how special he is jordan but i, I mean i've never really been able to see it just because he's not healthy I mean, he's still got five goals this year, three assists. Yeah. He had twelve last year. I mean, he's not going to have. Played. He's not going to have the thirty-one or twenty-seven no. goal seasons again. I don't think. But he played. Uh, he's played sixteen games this year, twenty-four last year. So he scored one in every other game last year. Yeah. Um, twenty twenty he missed because he got injured first first game. 
All right. Uh, I was able to confirm, yes, Seattle had never lost to Atlanta until this weekend. And actually, this is the most even matchup in MLS history, I would think. I don't have the time to research that. But looking at this, they each have one win. They each have three draws and each have one loss. And they've each scored a total of five goals in hmm. these matchups. Uh, so pretty dead on. Um but yes, this is one team that Atlanta had not beat yet. They've only played each other five times uh, because, you know, them being cross conferences. Uh, but, and for a while, you know, 2020, they didn't play anybody not in their conference. Last year, they only played each other once. This year, they're only, I think, playing each other once. So they won't play each other a lot. But yeah, just some uh, some fun stats there. Okay, uh, what other games did we have here? So that was the first game of Saturday. We had Charlotte and Chicago in Bank of America Stadium. Charlotte took an early lead. One minute in here. Reina scoring. And then Shabilko equalizing in the 21st minute. Navarro taking the lead in the 24th minute. Swiderski equalizing at the 45th. Then they go into halftime. They come out of halftime, and Casper Shabilko in the 52nd minute to give Chicago a much-needed road win for Chicago. That currently puts Chicago in a playoff spot, Logan. They're in seventh place. They have not lost in their last five. Shabilko still leads the team with goals with five, so they're not scoring a lot. Uh, but they are, I guess, doing enough. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> I guess you have teams that do this. Uh, I guess RSL would be my comparison from last year. Um, just kind of stumbling and bumbling their way in. Collect points when you can. Um, they, they're not, I, I guess the thing is, Jordan, they're not atrocious defensively. Like, they're not the worst thing. Um, nor are they the best in scoring goals. Um, they're actually one of the worst. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. Like, uh, with, I guess it's the only sport, really, Jordan, that you can be – you can kind of stumble backwards into a playoff spot. Like, I feel like unless it's like, you know, kind of like baseball has the divisions and you have a really bad division one year where you can have teams that win 70 games and get in. But like, I feel like this is the same kind of thing with the playoffs. You have these teams. And I would say Jordan that the East below them is just brutal right now. Like they're horrible to watch. Um, so I mean, I think Chicago's pretty set. Like, if they can Especially just Especially the team right below them. Right, they suck. <laughs> um, but, like, I just – I'm looking at it going, this is – it's it's. I would rate it highly, like, likely that Chicago makes the playoffs just because of how bad the teams below them are. And Chicago seems like they can collect points here and points there and points here and points there, and sometimes they'll get a win. But doing enough, I like what you said. Chicago is doing enough. Which is good. They started out like bottom at one point yeah. in this season. Uh, I wish, you know what? I think I might be able to actually figure out like when their placements bottom. throughout the, throughout the season so far. Um, will it tell me what place they were in? No, it doesn't. I was hoping on like the match report stuff, mm-hmm. but let's not forget there was a time from April 9th. To May 28th, Logan, where they had not won a game. Actually, scratch that. April 2nd through 
May 28th, where they had not won a game. They had three draws and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven losses during that time. Mm-hmm. That's probably when they were like bottom of the East, I feel like. Yeah. Since then, they've lost three games. They've won one, two, three, four, five, six, and drawn once since May 28th. So they're, you know, like like we said, they're doing enough. They've turned it around a bit. Their attendance is, I don't know, not, not super great, uh, but. Shakiri's been better, too. Yes, yes, That's he helped. has, yeah. I mean, he's, oh, he's yeah, helping create. He had create. Like a really good pass in this game. Yeah, he's helping create, which, I mean, that was huge, right? We talked about how big he could possibly be. We just didn't know because, I mean, I think there were these kind of like the workmen over in Europe, and he, you know, he'd always kind of like bounced around on teams. And we knew yeah. he was talented, but it wasn't until recent that he just kind of stepped into his own. He's got six assists and five goals. Like, that's pretty decent. So... I don't know. I think he's finally getting comfortable. And like we said, it, it does take like an adjustment period. Um, I feel like the only one that hasn't really are those big time stars. Like, I don't think like Gareth Bale seems to have, you know, he's talented enough where he can just do things that other people just can't. And that makes up for that adjustments that or the adjustments that need to be made. So. All righty. Uh, Cincinnati. Beat the Union 3-1. These goals happen in the second half. All of them do. Brandon Vasquez in the 50th. Brenner in the 55th. Barial in the 71st. And Paxton Aronson in the 77th. This was uh, just since he's shredding the Philadelphia defense. Not good games from Elliott and Gleznes and... um, El Brujo. None of those players played particularly well. What was fun was Paxton scoring the same day his brother is, if you just don't take that goal away from Brendan Aronson. But both of them having pretty big Saturdays. Uh, as parents, you got to be probably pretty proud if you're their parents. But um, just glad to see Paxton get on the field, score a goal. On Cincy's end of it, this is exactly what they needed. Everybody was kind of counting them out. I know Union Twitter was like, we're going to beat these guys. And that did not happen. Brandon Vasquez with 14 goals on the year. Since he had not won in their last five, this is their one win in their last five. They had a draw, a loss, and two other draws before getting this win. And this puts them six in the East. They are one point shy of fifth, and they're only five points shy of a home playoff game which I think it'd be pretty cool seeing West End Stadium in the playoffs. Yeah, I and mean, we just praised the Union on how good their defense looked. That's all we talked about it's last year. It's the curse. Week. It is. So, sorry, it's yeah. the curse that we give teams. Right, and it's Pat Noonan, too. Like, I feel like, I mean, if somebody's going to beat you like that, usually it, it's usually one of your own. Um, which is Yeah, weird. somebody that knows how you play yeah. and knows how to beat you, yes. Yeah. They've got the keys to unlock it. Like, it, it it seems like it's easier for coaches coming back. And they can have bad teams, but they just seem to know exactly what kind of system Jim Curtin – like, Jim Curtin's not going to change drastically, but Pat Noonan can step in and go, I can throw some real curveballs here because I know how to get through this defense. Like, I know their weaknesses, and I think that helps some. Um, and obviously, Philadelphia's a good team, and – 
you didn't expect them to just keep running through the league like they were. Um, so this is a little bit of a bump, but nothing that I think, I mean, I'd be way more excited about this as a Sensi fan. Like you said, I mean, the way that Red Bull are playing, maybe you can catch them. I mean, they, what, we're 10 games away now from the end of the season. So, yeah, it's realistic that, like you said, making that jump is not hard in the East. So go for it. I'd be so excited for all of our Weigels. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lower.com field hosted the Columbus crew uh, facing off against NYCFC. And an own goal, three minutes in off of uh, Mensa, gave NYCFC the lead. But then uh, we had Chucho scoring in the 20th minute. Zellerion in the 27th and Zellerion again in the 75th minute and Pereira, uh, Pereira dos Santos in the 64th for NYCFC. So what was really interesting, Chucho is on fire right now. Also what you had is a really bad giveaway from Sean Johnson to Zellerion. Yeah. who's going to score the, the go, the go ahead goal at that time, but the winning goal, is coming from Zellerion as well later in the game. I think the crew. Are they're they're up there. Yeah, they're a huge threat. Fifth now. place. Yeah. We were just talking about not that long ago, he was on the hot seat, right? Or most yeah. people thought he was. We kind of said he wasn't because of winning MLS Cup a few years right. ago. But fifth place, they got a game in hand too, and they're only four points back of the Red Bulls. Zellerion looks really good. I mean, that's mm-hmm. been a huge change because he was just kind of sitting in the weeds. And he's one of those players. I mean, he's like Carlos Heel. Like, if you get them going, there's a big shift. Um, and finally, Jordan, we're finally getting to see what this team's made of. I mean, it's been a year and a half um, or yeah. more. So, I mean, it, like we know this team's talented from top to bottom. And then you had Chucho in, right? I mean, it it just feels like it's coming together for Caleb Porter and we know how dangerous he could be in the playoffs if he gets in him. So I don't know. And then you don't want to play a home game against the crew in the playoffs. That just doesn't sound fun. No, no, you would not. Uh, DC faced off against the Red Bulls at Audi field that finished nil, nil. The only nil, nil of the day. Um, we had Kyoto scoring in the fifth minute for Montreal. Really great goal, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, volley. Uh, then in the sixth minute, Higuain scores a good goal. And then Kyoto converts a penalty in the 21st minute. And then Rodriguez scoring in the 79th for Miami uh, to finish 2-2. What I would say is during the crew, crew highlights on that video, I know we only have one more year of this because we're going to Apple TV and they're not going to have like local broadcasters. But like when I watch MLB highlights of a game, it'll flip between the two commentators and showing me, okay, this is like the Orioles commentators on this Oriole home run. But if Tampa hits a home run, it's Tampa announcers. Mm-hmm. On this, it's not that way. So, like, that goal that was scored, I think it was by the crew, by Chucho Hernandez. I think it was that one. Um, happened. It was a crew broadcast. No, no, you know what it was? It was a crew broadcast, but but 
City scored first. And they were not excited, like, at all. <laughs> you know? And I was like, I get it, because it's not their team. But I was like, for a highlight package, you think you would want, like, all right, we'll show the NYCFC broadcast for the first goal. We'll switch to the crew broadcast for the crew goals. And we'll switch back to NYCFC broadcast for the NYCFC goals to make everybody, like, get the best announcers. Like, the, the highlights for Montreal Miami were from the Miami broadcast. Yeah. And, like, they were pretty fair with Kyoto's goal and all that kind of stuff. But you're like, man, I wonder what it'd be like if we had, like, the local announcers, you know, on, on these highlight packages instead of, like, just picking one broadcast and being like, that's the one we're taking all the highlights from. I know mm. it's more work, but, like, come on. People want to see, like, their broadcaster and, like, get the excitement of the call and not, like... <laughs> Right. A goal scored on the crew broadcast would be like, oh, that's a early goal here for City. <laughs> yeah. No. All right. Uh, the Revs just dismantle Orlando, as, <laughs> which is the fortress for every other team except right. Orlando. Exploria Stadium, Polster in the 20th minute, Capotum in the 51st, and Kessler in the 75th. Uh, Orlando had more possession. They had more shots. They just can't score. They don't have that. I don't know. I, we talked about it last week. They don't have the playmaker or the difference maker. I think their defense has been awful too. Like it yeah. used to be a strong point for no this team. Bagel. Yeah. Ever since uh, Antonio Carlos got hurt last year, it's been tough sledding for this defense. Um, and El Pupo is one of the best goalkeepers. Um, so I, I mean, I, it just doesn't make sense. Uh, there's a lot wrong. Unfortunately, I do think Oscar is going to get into some danger. Um, not maybe for this season, but I mean, over the last what year now, Jordan? I mean, he, they've just been like stuck in mud, uh, and there's just not any change. Like, I just feel like there's just like they're the same team. Subtract Nani, like it, it just feels strange. I don't like it and you should never lose at home like this like they are on a oh. i mean they're just on a tear of just losing and not like not like you know just getting beat i mean they're losing like they are giving games three in a row yes. three in a row two draws before this they haven't won right. in a while i'm i'm looking up how many home wins they have and how many home losses they have because i feel like we joke about it a lot but it is uh it is a lot second game oh, of the right. season uh, was a loss at home. Uh, all right, here we go. They have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven home losses. Mm -hmm. That's most in the East. Yeah, that's most in the East. And I mean, they only have 10 losses. That's most in the league. Seven of them are at that's home. That's most in the league. Yeah. That is most in the league behind uh, Sporting Kansas City which they're sixth. They have six, so. And how many wins are at home? One. Five. Two. Three. Four. Five. Yeah, so if you go to a game in Exploria, why most fans don't right now, you're more likely going <laughs> to see them lose than you're going to see them win. Right. And they've how only won three times on the road. None? None. No draws at no. home? No, they don't draw. <laughs> So you got like a... 
a 50 50 like chance. 60 40 chance of right. seeing a <laughs> that's loss. True. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Let's be honest. That's true. Oh, boy. That's no good. They're now out of a playoff spot, Logan. They're in eighth place of the I told East. you they're going to miss the playoffs. I told you this. <laughs> I don't know how, but you're going to. When was their last win? Their last win, if oh, it's not God. in the last five. Okay, it's the sixth game. It was against was Miami at home. Okay. Did they mean to do that? Like, did they mean to win? No, they did not. It was a one nil <laughs> win. Oh, yeah, okay. I think it might have been an own goal. Check that. I may be right. Is it an own goal? Oh, I don't know. I felt like it was. Let me pull it up. Like I feel like that that was a thing. It was a own goal <laughs> in the 90th plus I two. So. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That would have been their first home draw. <laughs> Except they have the other team scoring for them. <laughs> Here's the thing, too. All right. I'm looking at scores here. You're talking about their defense. Yeah. They've had what one, two, three, four, five, six clean sheets, mm. seven clean sheets. Sorry. We've had uh, Orlando has had so like seven clean sheets. And, and in all those games that they win, it's either like a 1-0, 2-1, It's not a lot of 2-0s. It's a lot of 2-1s, 1-0 type results. They're not scoring a lot. They're not they They're not up. getting a lot of zeros either. It's I don't know. It it's tough. They've given up 23 goals at home, which is the most in the league. The only teams that are even close to them are like San Jose with 22. <laughs> 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 they got 20 and 20 with um, Toronto, or sorry, uh, DC and Enter. But after that, Jordan, I mean, you have to go, hell, you have to go to like 17 or 16. Or, well, no, Toronto, sorry, 19. But I mean, that that's just so bad. 23 goals given up at home. And you can't score. So, like, you can't give up goals if you can't score. So, 23 at home, right? Yeah. They've only given up 36 on the year. So they've yeah. only given up 13 on the road. Yes. They're almost even. They've almost broken even on goal differential on the road. And they were they're they were an awful road team last year. It's very likely for them to slip to 12th place. I, yeah. I'm looking at Atlanta, Charlotte, New England, and Miami are behind them. Mm -hmm. And there's two points separating them from uh, 12th place. Just two. Two points. Atlanta has a game in hand. So does New England. <laughs> New England gained some ground due to beating them 3-0. Um, now, again, there's also only no points separating them behind sh Chicago. They just need better goal differential or whatever, and they're, they're up there. But I don't know. I feel like the way they're trending, it's going to be more like a down. Urkan Kara leads the leads the team in goals with seven. They're not getting a lot of goals, and uh, they don't have the defense to keep them in the games. Like Crew also don't have a lot of goals, thirty one, mm -hmm. but they have only given up twenty six. So they're they're in the, you know, they're in the black with that, right? They've right. got a positive goal differential. And even then, Cincy and Chicago have a negative three goal differential, 
to Orlando's negative nine. It's possible for the Revs to leapfrog them. The Revs have a plus one goal differential. If all those teams start doing better than Orlando and Orlando keeps slipping, again, it's very real that they finish 12th. They could yep. finish 13th with the way that Toronto has all these brand new signings too. I mean, that would be insane. I don't think that'll happen. But no. like, what happens if it does? Because this is a new regime. This is a new ownership. Like, what, what would you do? Not buy tickets, and that's what people are not doing. They're not buying tickets to go see 12, this. 12,000 average right. attendance. I don't know. It's a mess. And it's really bad because I just don't know, like, how much of it that's left you'd really want. Like, Facundo Torres is good. Eric Ancara, I think, will have an even better second year. But after that, I mean... You gotta look at this team and go, okay, well, eh, like I, I it, it needs a full dismantle at this point. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. It's not well, what you want when you're like, what, three years into a se- three years into a project with Perea mm-hmm. is you don't want to be like, now we have to blow up the team. Right. Cause this is like borderline embarrassing. Like it's they like not borderline. <laughs> it's embarrassing. It is. Like they've come crashing down. They were at one point like third place yes, like early third in the season. Fourth. Yep. And they stuck Honestly. there for a while. Mm-hmm. Because Montreal was going through the Mihailovic mm-hmm. injury. <laughs> and last year they did this too. Remember? They were lucky. Not to this extreme, but yeah. No, they, but they lucky. Did. They caught the bottom of the playoffs. <laughs> Like, they were almost not in the playoffs. Montreal would have done damage to them. And the bad thing is that the transfer window is over, so you can't even bring in anybody to, like, help right now. Right. This is your squad, and the fact that they're trending downward, you don't have that person that's going to come in and, like, boost them? I mean, Giacchini or whatever. How do you say that? How do you say his name? Giacchini. Giacchini. Who are you talking about? Nicholas Giacchini. Why, oh, okay. okay. why am I blanking? I was like, who are you talking about? Yeah, Giacchini. Yeah. Yeah. Giacchini, right? I mean, but he's not yeah, going to. I don't though. think he's going to like splash. A, yeah. yeah, it's not like. Nani. <laughs> Look, there's teams bringing in the Gareth Bales and the Insignes. And Giolini. All these players. I mean, the DC got Benteke. Orlando is a destination. I mean, like, I feel like that is somewhere that could get people. It's not far from Miami. They also have the theme parks. I feel like that would be a destination for overseas players, but I don't know. We have Pato. Yeah, yeah. You get the Brazilians. That's all you get. <laughs> and ones that aren't any good. <laughs> it's like, Toronto. are not good. Toronto beat Nashville 4-3. Um, with Osorio in the 19th minute, Mukhtar tying it up in the 41st, Osorio scoring in the 44th, Teal Bumbury scoring in the 45th plus four, then Bernadeschi scoring in the 54th minute as a penalty kick, Insigne scoring in the 77th minute, and then Walker Zimmerman pulling one back in the 84th minute. 
So both Bernadeschi and Insigne getting on the scorecard for Toronto. They're going to be uh, good Nashville. Next, Nashville kind of going through some stuff. Uh, they have not won in their last five games, mm-hmm. but still in a playoff spot. Uh, so sixth place. Like Toronto's going to be scary good next year. Oh yeah, next year. Yep, I think they can sneak into the playoffs still. If they, if yeah, they, I mean it's reasonable. But how bad the East is. If not, you know they'll have all of next year to really build up for it. Nah, that's exciting. Yeah, one less spot for right. Orlando to get. All right, exactly. Uh, let's talk about this one. SKC smash LA Galaxy four to two. Uh. This happened, it was a 3-0 SKC lead before LA scored in the 83rd minute and the 90-plus-2. Then it makes it 3-2, and you're like, uh-oh. <laughs> SKC might blow this thing. But then Salloway makes it 90-plus-5 minute, gets the goal that puts him away. Um, and uh, Chicharito is the one that scored the two goals for LA Galaxy, just not enough to get them going. LA Galaxy sit ninth. Hmm. Um, theirs is like a loss sandwich. They have two losses, a win, and two losses in their last five. So I thought great. you were calling them a loss sandwich. I was like, yeah, that's how bad they've been. <laughs> yeah, they, well, you know sandwich. what? <laughs> they kind of are. I, I feel like they're, you know, if, you, if you're talking about like a lost sandwich is like, oh man, I was really looking forward to getting in the playoffs this year and yeah. now we lost it again. Like I was really looking forward to eating this sandwich and then it's lost now and I can't eat it. Yeah. yeah. Um, you have your Ross moment. Yeah. Yeah. My sandwich. Um, <laughs> just okay, not Jordan, I got a question for you. Who would you rather be? Which situation? Orlando or Galaxy? Ross. Oh, feel- oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, but they're like in the exact same spot. Like I feel like they're like the exact same team. Who would I rather be, Orlando yeah. or LA? Or LA, yeah. Right now, like project wise, rather be LA. That's what I was thinking. You got now, a if I'm a fan, if I'm a fan, I'd rather be Orlando. And the reason right. I say that is because I feel like the pressure is on LA more. So, like, if I'm a fan of yeah. LA Galaxy and we won five MLS Cups, I'm like, what the hell is going on? Right now. Orlando fan, you're like, eh, sounds about right, right? So right. Like, <laughs> That's pretty normal. <laughs> you're like, all right, whatever. This is a uh, fun. Guess I'll watch the magic for a week before they say. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But with the but if you're like project wise, Galaxy bringing in like Pooj and like Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like and they have they'll the still they'll yeah. still have a chance next year and like possibly this year to get in there and i i'm feeling orlando without bringing any big players in i'm like uh, there's no project currently in orlando it's like orlando's waiting until you know the day before the papers do to Mm -hmm. try to get in there and uh, that's not what you want to leave it like I just hope that this isn't a signal to the will family to be like like you know how it can make you hesitant to want to spend money I hope that this isn't happening here. Well, if they do that after one year, then they shouldn't yeah. be owning a team. Anymore. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? You know, I mean, you know what it's like being a billionaire. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And like, you know, those first uh, strings start to tighten up on you. 
Yeah. I mean, our team, Philly, I mean, they uh, they have tight purse strings and, and they are constantly competitive. So, I mean, <laughs> they're, they're that's kind of like the, the owner is like, still don't want to spend. Right. Uh, Austin drew with San Jose 3-3 at Q2 Stadium. It was uh, three minutes in, Cascante scoring for Austin, Kikonovic scoring for uh, San Jose in the eighth minute. Then Marie, is that how you pronounce that? Uh, 20 minute in for San Jose. Jerusi in the 26th minute. Jerusi taking the lead in the 44th and Ibobasi scoring in the 88th minute. San Jose had more possession too and just had less shots. So San Jose played pretty well on the road there. You'd think they're Orlando. With the way they're playing on the road there, oh, yeah. San Jose. Yeah, big stars. <laughs> By the way, San Jose has not won in their last five either. Comparing us to San Jose. What are you doing to your mic? What? Can you hear that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Sorry, I was like <laughs> fumbling with it. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was like on my like. I never mind. It's fine. <laughs> I think it's this. I think it's this mic, isn't it? Is it this one? Or is it no, this? I can't hear that. Um, okay. I don't know what you did there. I can't you hear you tap, tap on either yeah. of them. That's strange. Just sit still. Uh, I'm done. <laughs> Rapids beat Minnesota 4-3. So earlier in the week, they beat Red Bulls like 5-4, and then they beat Minnesota 4-3. Rapids are starting to score some. Jassy Zardes, who got traded over there earlier this season, had a hat trick. Woo. But Dunlady scored four minutes in to give Minnesota fans a little bit of hope early on here. And then Zardes kills it. Seventh minute, he he ties it. Rubio in the 11th minute. Zardes in the 15th minute. And you're like, okay, it's 3-1 already. Now, I wasn't home for this game, but I'm following along with it while I'm at this like gathering. And I'm like, oh, Minnesota scored pretty early. That's that's pretty interesting. Then I check and it's 3-1. And I'm like, what just <laughs> happened? Uh, then Zarda scores in the 61st minute after Amaria gave them a little bit more hope again. He made it 3-2, Amaria did in the 43rd minute. Zardes makes it 4-2. And then Kalman in the 81st minute makes it 4-3. Crazy game. Home game for the Rapids good result for them lefc beat rsl 4-1 just the bad juju i gave them at rio tinto has continued arango scoring in the ninth minute cordova equalizing in the 12th then kellen acosta in the 17th minute arango in the 60th and gareth bale scoring a beautiful goal in the 87th minute so bale what is that two goals already for gareth bale yeah uh, my 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 only argument, Jordan, is they called it world class. I was like, mm. <laughs> is it because he's a world class player they called it world class? Because it wasn't like, I don't know. I've seen a lot better. Uh, it, I think it was just like, okay, like it was a good goal, but it was like, I don't know. Like LAFC goes world class goal by Gareth Bale, and I'm sitting there going, I've seen a lot of players do that. Like I've seen defenders do that. <laughs> like. I don't know if it makes it world class. Like world class, I'm thinking more of like some like screamer or like incredibly difficult angles, not like 
on his left foot, methodically slotting it in behind the goalkeeper. I don't know. Um, He's a great player, though. I think what it is is where he gets the ball, the dribbling, the beating the defenders, cutting in, and then putting it onto his left foot. So I would say, yes, world class. But the other thing, too, though, with him, I I, I will say this. He's one of the best at doing exactly that. Like I feel like I've seen so many highlights of him taking the ball from places you're going, yeah, no way. And he kind of figures right, right. it out just very slowly, and it almost like he chips it. It's like a you know, like almost like golf, you know. <laughs> he chips <laughs> it. <laughs> so maybe that's why he's so good at it. But I really, it, it does stink every time I watch him play. I'm like, remember when they were like thinking he would be the next Messi? Like that's that's how highly they thought of him. Nobody thought he was the next. Oh Messi. yeah, I did. No, um, you did. Yeah. Okay, well yeah. there you go. Remember when everybody like me thought that he was like the next Messi? <laughs> Messy, 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 messy. Yeah, no, I don't think anybody like seriously. Okay, world class talent, that. Jordan. Yes, world. They class thought he was like yes. top five players in the world, and he never turned out to be that. Well, if Real Madrid actually played him, I think That's he could have. Um, Do you think that was some of Ronaldo? Uh, we mean we could get in that forever, but <laughs> I don't. Tell me your thoughts uh, on Cristiano Ronaldo, Jordan. Uh, my thought on that is that Portland and Dallas right. played on Saturday night. Uh, this game went nil-nil into the 90-plus 5th minute. 90-plus 6th minute, Loria scoring for Portland, and then Chara scoring for Dallas, an own goal. All right, Diego Chara, own goal. 90-plus 10 minutes uh, for a 1-1 draw at Providence Park for Portland and Dallas. So where does that leave us? That leaves us with the East. Philadelphia in first with 45 points. NYCFC in second with 42 and a game in hand. Montreal in third with 40. Red Bulls in fourth with 37. Crew in fifth with 33. Cincinnati in sixth with 32. Chicago in seventh with 30. Orlando in eighth with 30. Miami in ninth with 30. Revs in tenth with 30. Charlotte in 11th with 29, Atlanta in 12th with 28, Toronto in 13th with 26, and DC United in 14th with 22 points. Over on the West, LAFC lead the Supporter Shield standings and the Western Conference with 51 points and a game in hand. Austin in second with 45, Dallas in third with 36. They've played two extra games in LAFC. Minnesota in fourth with 35, RSL in fifth with 34, Nashville in sixth with 33, Portland in seventh with 33, Seattle in eighth with 32, LA Galaxy in ninth with 30, Rapids in tenth with 30, Vancouver in eleventh with 30, Houston Dynamo in twelfth with 25, San Jose in thirteenth with 24. And SKC in 14th with 23 points. You know what that means? DC United is now in charge of the wooden spoon. Alrighty, so let's go ahead and hit that game of the week preview. It's time for the match of the week preview. match of the week previews where we tell you what games are coming up this week and uh what you should watch so 
Wednesday, August 10th, is MLS All-Star Game versus Liga Mekis All-Stars at Allianz Field in Minnesota. Uh, ESPN and Unimas has the games there. On Saturday, we have the Red Bulls hosting Orlando at Red Bull Arena. Uh, Way game might Mm. be a win for Orlando. Cincinnati hosting Atlanta at 730 at TQL Stadium. New England hosting D.C. at 730. Philadelphia hosting Chicago at 730. Toronto hosting Portland at 730. Miami hosting NYCFC at 8 o'clock. Austin hosting Kansas City at 9 o'clock. Colorado hosting Columbus at 9 o'clock. Dallas hosting San Jose at 9 o'clock. Houston hosting Montreal at 9 o'clock. LA Galaxy hosting Vancouver at 10. LAFC hosting Charlotte at 10.30. On Sunday, we have two late games. 9 o'clock, Nashville hosting Minnesota on FS1. And Seattle hosting RSL at 10 o'clock. That one is not on national television. And I apologize, RSL, ahead of time. (laughs) All right, so those are our games. What games are you picking for the match of the week preview, Logan? Pass. These suck. <laughs> um, gosh, there's really not much. Uh, I mean, the one that stands out to me only because it's got playoff implications would be the Nashville-Minnesota game. Um, I, I don't know. It's I, a nice I, one. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's at what it's at Nashville. Um, so, it's going to be past my bedtime, but, um, but Nashville, I mean, Nashville need a win, right? I mean, they really struggled to get a win in the last five, haven't gotten one, lost two in the last five, drew with uh, three. Um, so really just kind of hanging out in that sixth spot in the playoffs. And like we said, Jordan, I mean, they're only, you know, a bad game away from, and not even, I mean, the, holy crap, the teams below them have a ton of games in hand. Uh, so Nashville needs this. Like, I, I mean, yeah, they there's they a good, 25, yeah. right. There's a good chance they lose this week. I mean, you could really see some shifting and them fall. I mean, heck, what they can fall the way down into like the tenth spot, eleventh spot, yeah, eleventh maybe. So, yeah, that can be rough. I mean, it it really just depends on how the rest of the teams play and where they match up and stuff. Um, but I think that's a crucial game for Nashville. And then you got Minnesota, who's kind of sitting pretty here. Um, they've got mm-hmm. a port home playoff spot. Um, couple tough games last two out but that being said um i don't know they're playing a little bit better than i thought they were going to be playing this year um so to get a win here and then kind of sneak closer to dallas if they could or jump over them um i mean this is huge for minnesota and like we said i mean we this is one of those teams last year that we thought were going to be really deep maybe a dark horse it's time that minnesota kind of steps in see are they really you know that team that we thought that they were going to be so yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Nashville can't lose. I mean, they, they're getting to a point, like you said, they got 25 games in hand, which not many teams do. Well, they don't have 25 games in hand. Or sorry. Yeah, they, they play 25. Sorry. They have 25. <laughs> they own 25 games. They have 25 games. There. They just just starting their season, Jordan. <laughs> Good <Yeah>. Lord. <laughs> For whatever reason, they just could not play yeah, until now. They had, like, stadium issues. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> but, yes, 25 games, and the teams below them all have, like, 23 or 4. So, Mm-hmm. Can't afford yeah. a loss. Yeah, that's a good game. I, I'm going to go ahead and say Philadelphia-Chicago should be pretty interesting. Uh, I'm not saying this as a Philly fan, but just Philly top of the East still. They just had an embarrassing loss to Sh- Cincinnati. 
Um, they have former players now also on Chicago. Chicago has not lost in their last five. Can Chicago keep the momentum going? Or is this like, a, okay, Philly is now back at home and they're going to shut this team down and uh, get the three points. That's what I'm leaning towards, but just interesting. See how it goes. Okay. Anything else before we head out of... Oh, you know what I want to ask you? All right. All-star game predictions here. MLS won last year. We have two years in a row. Yes. I'm going to go 3-2. MLS All-Stars. 3-2? Yeah. All right. I'll go... Who won? How about that? MLS All-Stars won it. They did win last year, right? Yeah, I think so. We were talking yeah, about how the they skills won challenge that. we lost, right? Yeah. Okay, we won on penalties. We won yeah. on penalties. Okay. Just say because we were talking about that along with the fact that we just own L Tree now. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. They've basically become property of us. So. That's right. US soccer's coming. And we don't intend to give it back unless Canada's there. Then we'll give it to you. <laughs> don't forget, we have the uh, like the phenom guy, right? He's like the LeBron James of soccer. Yeah, Brandon, Brandon Aronson. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Great minds. All right, uh, I think that wraps us up. If you want to follow us on all of our platforms at Stateside Show, Stateside Show at gmail.com. That's where you can find us. YouTube, search Stateside Soccer Show. You'll find us. All right. Thanks everyone for watching or listening and we will catch you all next week when we talk MLS all-star game wrap up the weekend action and look ahead to some more midweek and weekend action for the rest of the time. We only, you know, usually all-star games happen mid year. This is happening with like 10 games left. So we are on the home stretch now and I'm really looking forward to it. Jordan, I would tell you that Orlando is a good home team, but I'd be lying. Oh, jeez, that's bad. I'm just going to end it now. <laughs> Tomorrow throwing his body in. It's going to fall for Ibrahimovic. Oh, come on. Come on. Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show as we recap the U.S. Men's National Team, Americans Abroad, MLS, USL. This is Stateside Soccer Show presented by Stop It's Time Soccer Show. Have a good one.